Hello there, ghosts and ghoulies. I'm here to talk to you about one of our lovely sponsors on the Four-Eyed Radio Network, Revenge Lover. Stand out from the crowd. For samples and inquiries, please visit revengelover.com. Mention you heard it on the 4i Radio Network to receive 10% off your order. <laughs> now enjoy the rest of the program. <laughs> Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of Not Another Bee Horrorcast. I am Steve-O. And I'm Brad Dorif. Brad Dorif. It's great to have you on the show. Uh, we got some we got some news involving a project you uh, used to be attached to. Not sure if you're still attached to another incarnation of that project, but we'll get to that when we get to our show notes. Um, yes, we are looking at uh, Not Another Bee Horrorcast, episode 127. Uh, we actually got a chance to check out Pet Cemetery. Basically, if you guys are listening to this, it should be on Friday. Yes, that's why we have a late show. Uh, thanks to the Geeks Who Eat. If you want to go check them out, at Geeks Who Eat. Uh, Geeks Who Eat on Instagram, Twitter. Uh, don't forget to check out their Facebook page. They also have a great uh, bunch of recipes. They're also putting together a cookbook, which we'll probably get more details on that sometime this year. I know you've heard bits and pieces, but more stuff is... Putting together one nut, so I want to give a shout out to uh, Sarah and Matthew Stubbs. Thank you guys very much. We got to go ahead and check out Pet Cemetery, of course. As always, before we talk about that movie, uh, that will be towards the end of the show. We'll give our reviews. We'll give the reviews of other people's, like other well-known people on the internet, and uh, then of course we'll also give you the you know spoiler spoiler stuff. So in case you haven't seen the new Pet Cemetery. Um, and you don't want anything to ruin for you, we'll make sure to give you the heads up uh, right off the bat. But of course, if you're looking for us, you can go to facebook.com backslash not another be horrorcast. You can also check us out on Instagram and Twitter at be horrorcast. I try to do a throwback Thursday every Thursday. I need to find more horror stuff to post. Um, I'm not very good at social media. Uh, I don't have a guy. Um, I kind of wish I was a hot chick. Uh, now that I think about it, because I realize you can have your quote-unquote camera boyfriend slash husband who can take pictures for you and get all this cool stuff and take the time and effort to post most of your shit out there and whatnot. <laughs> um, but I am not a hot chick. I am just a normal dude. So uh, it's a one-man army with all the other shit that I'm trying to put together. You know, you'd think that me being a girl, I'd be better at Instagram, but I'm, I I don't even have an Instagram page. No, you like, don't. It seems like every I, girl I, my age and, is really good at that, and I'm terrible and at it. And I did not know that uh, Brad Dourif was a girl. So um, this is all new. This is brand new facts. You know what? Kids, so. I'm going through a sex change right that's now. That's <laughs> fine. Uh, maybe that's why you you didn't have the voice anymore for Yeah, uh, well, I mean, Chucky. obviously, I kind of um, lost the Chucky voice. That's why I sound like this. But if you're listening to this podcast, <laughs> and you want other people to listen to it, such as you're like, hey, this is really good. I think other people want to listen to it. Of course, everybody has a different platform to listen on, so I'm going to name them off right now. Uh, you go to 4 radio.com you can go to our Facebook page, you can go to Twitter, you go to Spreaker, you go to iTunes, you go to Stitcher, you go to Zoom Marketplace, you go to Blackberry Podcast, Blueberry Podcast, Mirror Guide, Double Twist, YouTube, Swell Radio, Player FM, Google Play Music, Google Podcast App, Spotify, and Podchaser. 
And of course, if you want to help donate any kind of money to the show and stuff like that, I know we have this weird coffee thing. Not sure how that works. That's on websites, but you don't have to go out of your way for that one because, again, I don't know how it works. Talk to Eric. Email Eric. Um, but um, you can go to foreignradio.com, click on the Amazon banner and shop like you normally do. normally do. We'll get a little taste if you do. And of course, if you want to just contact us, you have horror movies you want to talk about. You have uh, scary, weird encounters, alien abductions, you... Uh, the demon was in your house, ghost was in your house, you saw Bigfoot, anything like that, or you just want to say, hey, hi, how you guys doing? Uh, just want to hi, say hello and stuff like that. Hi, how are you? Uh, no holds bar, like if you don't want your name to be said, we don't have to say, but you can contact us at notanotherbehorrorcast at gmail.com. So uh, we have that, we have the email and stuff like that, you want to feel like right in, you want to give us something, uh, all that kind of good stuff. Um Oh, that's also coming out in May too. I just saw the your the this uh, creature slash serial killer segment. I totally forgot about that. I forgot the uh, Zach Efron one is oh, uh, coming Bundy. out. I believe next month. So that's to Netflix, right. the Ted Bundy uh, movie. But uh, of course, we got some movie news, and uh, of course, the movie review. I feel like I'm talking a lot, but got to keep the show going. Got to keep it momentum. But before we dive into all that, we're going to catch up on our weeks. Brad Dorf, how was your week? It was pretty good, for the most part. Um, kind of busy. Um, apparently, Brad Dorf is from some vague part of the South now. Yeah, that's fine. Um, <laughs> I don't know why I just I learned, randomly uh, pick up an accident. Uh, I learned long. that uh, this show is, uh, like I said, hold, no holds bar. Uh, there's a lot of characters that come into this show. We have yeah. random people. We just had the weird, you know, Crip Creeper in the beginning. Um, and I'm I, sure Nicolas Cage will show up at some point. No, not, not this week. He's, oh, okay. he's very busy. He's uh, working on new movies. Uh, he'll be back. He's got National Treasure 3 in the works. You know, He's, he's got probably a, hanging out on his island, too. Yeah, he's got, his own, he's got his own stuff going. So he won't be back for quite a while. Um, he might be back for Socially Awkward just to fuck with Matthew, but that's another story. Um, <laughs> oh, well, maybe we'll get someone else fun on the podcast. Um, other than that, I, I mean, I really don't. Other than seeing Pet Cemetery, I can't really think of much that i did this week yeah it was kind of a a basic week um i'm super super busy but mostly just with work like i can't think of i mean catching up on adventure time but that's not necessarily horror related no i mean the past few episodes oh ben these these guys knew how to craft a story i mean i might just take uh i might just take a a little bit of life is shit uh this upcoming week and talk a little bit of adventure time because it's just been it's just been fun um i'm trying to think yeah nothing really been major um i know i got my this has nothing to do with it i should talk about it on Longbox cast which i'm hopefully might actually do um to talk actually about uh captain marvel uh, i might oh, do yeah. an episode of that and of course shazam is also coming out this week yes. um but uh actually horror related stuff um i did get i have to get it framed uh i did get my ghostbusters poster from uh, Mondo, uh, I want to give them a shout out. Uh, very great thing. Um, I've never actually gotten, well, I've got, I got one of their, pre- uh, one of their posters as a gift actually. Uh, I think it was, uh, two years ago for my birthday, Matthew, uh, who's been big into these Mondo's posters. Like, uh, I should probably next time I go over to his place, I might just be like, Hey, can I get to just get a picture of all these things and just send them out to people? Cause like, there's a, like, there's a bunch that I haven't even seen that he's had. Um, truly amazing some of that. So this is the first one that I actually bought and I was actually expecting like a normal kind of poster. Mm-hmm. Um, this is very high quality. So I'm actually really stoked for like, don't get me wrong. These are pricey and they have the variant 
prints, which I did not get a chance to get uh, on the Ghostbuster Road, which I am kind of butter blindness. Oh. I kind of like the gray a lot more than I like the green, even though I know the green is like a variant. And this is nothing like taken away saying like anybody who got the green, like kudos to you if you got the green. Because honestly, Mondo would have gotten a shit ton of money for me because I was actually planning on buying both. I was going to get the green one and then I was going to go and buy just the normal one because I wanted fucking both of them. Because that's how big of a <laughs> Ghostbuster fan like I am. So I'm just like, you know, so kudos to those people and stuff like that. Um, it was the same case with also the Captain Marvel poster. I ended up getting the variant one, but I never bought the other one because they were both cool posters. The variant one just was her with the mask in like a different color scheme, but it glows in the dark, which I was like, that's kind of fucking stellar. So, uh, but the other one was her without the mask, but the colors were really cool and stuff like that. So, um, but yeah, definitely check out Mondo again, not sponsors of the show. They don't give us any money. Uh, definitely check them out because they make some pretty cool shit and they do a lot of vinyls, which actually I've been looking into because I still need to get a record player. Um, but, uh, cause I still got to play my Rick and Morty one, but some of the vinyls they've done, they have like the Spider-Man game soundtrack, uh, Ooh. Luke Cage soundtrack. They also have, um, the Deadpool two soundtrack, which I was oh, very nice. kind of curious to get. So it, it's just kind of cool. Like all the different stuff they make. Um, they also did a Jurassic park run. Uh, I'm not sure if that stuff's still going. I almost bought the shirt. This is what I think is so weird with me. So I had no problem spending the money that I spent on that Ghostbusters poster. Yeah. Uh, the shirt they made, and I wanted. It, I've been wanting a shirt like this forever. So Jurassic Park blue shirt. It's got the DNA guy on the back, and then on the back or on the front, the little DNA guy on the back. It's the dinosaur like sketched out, like yeah. how it was in the movie thing. The shirt's like twenty five bucks, and I've been and you very didn't get it. No, I didn't get it because I was very – I'm like, 25 bucks for a shirt? Like, I was so, like – like, I realized at a certain age, like – See, maybe this is just me So being... if they still have it, I might get it, but I was just like – but still, I'm like, 25 bucks for a shirt? Okay, like, I was kind of like – Let me no, put but, it into a okay. little bit more of a perspective but, for you. But that's what I was about to say. You were probably going to tell me something because of women's clothing yeah. compared to men's clothing. Like, $25 for a shirt probably is a great deal. I'm you're looking at a guy who pays like nine ninety nine for his shirts at like uh fucking Target. Like that's my wheelhouse of shirts. Like anything over a certain I'm like, ah, that's way too much. Yeah, I will even eighteen dollars for a shirt, I'm like, ah, how much do I like this band? Like <laughs> See, I'll put it this way. So I have shirts that cost me maybe seventy, eighty dollars. Just because, like, girl, women's clothing is so freaking difficult to shop for because there's all these, yeah. like, different styles and variants. And it's like, then you'll always, like, what always, almost always seems to happen with me is I'll see this shirt and it would be really, really cool. But there's always one thing that just tweaks it just to the point where I'm like, well, it looks terrible. Yeah. Like, if you remove one thing or add one thing, it would be this awesome shirt. And I'm like, I totally buy that. But... Unfortunately, I'm not seamstressy. I can't sew for Jack, mm. so I, I, uh, you like half the time I'm like, oh, this is really cool, but yeah. And so whenever I find a shirt that I actually like, like I'll spend a decent amount of money on it. And I even saw this really funny uh, thing that someone posted on Facebook, and it was like all of these pairs of jeans are a size ten, and it was uh, like four four different pairs of jeans, four different like sizes, like, like sizes. literally. It was ridiculous. Well, it's interesting to give a, I mean, give props to another uh, actual, you know, actual great base radio show out here in Arizona, uh, Homebirds Morning Sickness. They were mm. talking about that where he's like, yeah, they tricked the women where it's like you'll go to one store and it's a, and it made sense when he was explaining it. I'm like, that makes sense where it's all like I'm a size 10. 
uh, you know, at one place, but you go to the place where it's an actual size 10 and it makes you feel like it doesn't make you feel good because you, I'll put it this way. No one likes putting on any types of like right now, like me, my biggest problem right now, and it's not really the biggest problem, but it's like stupid because I have basically, I'll put it this way. I can wear the shirts. No problem. The problem is, is the fact that I have a shit ton of them now in this size, but they're all baggy. So it's like, yeah, you can't fault me because it's like, well, you lost weight. Yes, I did. I'm throwing on old, like, I'm kind of glad I kept all these old shirts. I'm throwing it, like, I'm wearing this really old shirt. Like, I haven't worn this shirt since nine, when I was 19. That's when the shirt, like, fit me. Like, the last time I put it on, it was like, and now it's like baggy as fuck. So it's like, okay, but again, I mean, it's not super baggy, but it's like actual, like, loose. Loose, but it's not like, like I just had uh, I just had a uh, my Goonie shirt on and I'm like swimming in that like it's, yeah. I'm like oh god and it's such a cool Goonie shirt and you're just like damn it that's why I wish I knew how to like you were saying like I wish I knew how to remove like the the thing shrink the shirt down to a medium and then just sew everything back up kind of thing yeah you know but uh, who but, knows yeah and then like the other thing is like. One thing that I've also noticed, like going back to women's clothing, before we go to, back into the horror, no, which no, is you're what the good. show is, is actually about. Look, but, I was, I'm always worried when we don't have anything to talk about. We'll find stuff to talk about. Oh, I yeah, think people like the, uh, like the rant. We can't just, look, because I'll put it this way. Sorry, again, going on another rant. We're, we're putting a pin in women's clothing because we are coming back to that. But I feel like people like the rambling and stuff of like that because if we literally just dove into the show notes and then did the movie, we're probably looking at a 20-minute episode. Yeah, that's true. Like, if you don't dissect, break down, talk, because I think people like that. I hope people like that. If the, if the listeners do not like this, you can tweet me. Uh, honestly, kind of one of the episodes that we got, like, the most comments on, this was actually a really interesting episode, was one that we spent, like, 20 minutes talking about. What were we talking I can't even remember what we were talking about, but Your it was, like, just some completely like random rant about something stupid and we spent like 20 to 30 minutes talking about something else completely unrelated so, horror. Oh, uh, Indiana Jones. I think oh, we're talking that's about right. Indiana yeah, Jones. We got into Indiana Jones, but that's what I think is I think people like it because we still, we still give them some horror stuff. I yeah. mean, like I said, until somebody sends me an email, a tweet, a text and going like, Hey, just get to the fucking core of the show. And I get enough of that. And that's what everyone wants. I'll cut the bullshit. But I think people like this this stuff because it's like they get to be like, oh, we dive into a little bit of their lives. We get to hear some stuff about them. You know, for some people, this might just be the only podcast they listen to. Uh, I highly doubt that. I don't that. know why, but thank you. No, no, thank you, <laughs> listeners uh, and everybody who's out there and anybody who likes and gets other people who are like, oh, I think somebody else would really like this. So congratulates you. But getting back. Take that pin out. Women's clothing. Go. So I was just going to comment the thing that another thing that honestly, in a way, it is pretty horrific because I have like five or six pairs of jeans from the same company, same style, same size, 31 waist, 33 length. Mm -hmm. They all fit me completely different. They all have different size, like length or different length, like uh, legs. And they all have like different size waist, different length of waist. Like what? Like the pair that I ended up, I ended up not buying the these jeans anymore because it was listed as low rise, mm. and it fit me like mid rise. And I had an old pair of mid rise jeans, and they were lower than the pair of jeans that I was wearing that said low rise. I'm like, and they're like, oh yeah, well, it's two inches shorter than the mid rise. I'm like, I don't even want to try on the mid rise in because it would come up like right underneath yeah, my it's, like it's rib cage. You, it's you, like yeah. it's not a good look for me because I can't like. Not everyone has an extremely long waist. 
Like, not everyone can pull that off. I know for a fact that I cannot. If I wear low-rise jeans now, it looks like pretty much almost mid-rise. So it was interesting. Speaking of jeans, again, no horror right now. Uh, I get an ad from Levi's showing me like oh. the new stuff and things like that. But they had this guy sitting in this chair, but his like jeans were like up to here, like, like above his belly uh, button. Above his belly button. I was like, are they making mom jeans for dudes? I was all like, that's something I don't because I'm getting worried. I have to go jean shopping at a certain point, um, <laughs> and I'm afraid. Like, I don't know if they make the jeans I need. If they make the jeans that I'm wearing now, and I can get them in a thirty, uh, thirty-two perfect great done but i'm afraid that i'm not gonna find these anymore because that's always what happens to me i'll find my pair of jeans and then i have to go back and get more and it just doesn't it just doesn't work so i'm worried that i might and i keep saying this and everyone's like don't do it and i'm like i might have to get skinny jeans and i don't want to have to get skinny i'm literally becoming everything i've always wanted not to be (laughs) i'm like i grew a beard uh and then I vape now. I'm like, I'm, I became, I did a, I did a diet. Like I'm doing like all of this stuff that I never thought I would do. And now I'm just all like, God, I've become, I've become a hipster. I become everything I hate it. You really have. It's kind of sad. It's sad. Um, but, uh, did you want to talk about anything about your week or have we pretty much uh, covered No, I think or? we pretty much covered. We, like yeah. I said, we watched uh, Pet Cemetery. I got my Ghostbusters poster. Uh, that sounds so weird saying it. I want to know. Look, if we make this a drinking game, someone count how many times I've said Ghostbuster posters because it just sounds weird when I <laughs> say it. Ghostbusters posters. Yeah. Uh, anytime I say that, if you're at home and listening to this, take a shot. <laughs> so I, I know I know one of our listeners will probably count how many times I've said it. Oh yeah. Um, and then we'll see what happens because I'm very curious how dead um, our hardcore w- fans, our hardcore fans, will be. Well, fan singular at this point. In time. No, no, we got fans. Some people. Okay, we have, we have, we. I shouldn't say fans. We have listeners who interact with us because they're where we. They either we work with them. Yes. And then we have listeners who just enjoy and will be like, oh, hey, you know, this episode is really fun and stuff. At one point, you know, we, we do have people look. We, uh, I appreciate the silent so, uh, majority yeah, of our listeners. And that's fine. And, you know, they're probably like me. Like I said, I don't like to reach out. I was just talking about that. I'm part of the uh, Blue Ribbon Army horror group right now mm-hmm. on Facebook. And I've been wanting to think if I, oh, can I drop my, should we should we talk about the podcast there? Should I be like, oh, hey, if you guys are interested, because I'm also not just to promote it, but also to be like, hey, if anybody, you guys are fans, who wants to come on? Who wants yeah. to be a guest? Like that kind of thing. But I'm very bad at it. It's like another thing I want to drop, you know, the new Rick and Morty podcast in the Blue Ribbon Army normal group. Saying like, who's my Rick and Morty fans out there? Who wants to be on the show? Who wants to actually, maybe you could be a permanent co-host on the show. Like one of those kind of things, you know. But yeah. it's like I'm so nervous to do it because I just, I don't like promoting myself as dumb as this sounds. Like I'm terrible. This is why I don't do stand-up because it's <laughs> like I've been trying to find open mic nights can't seem to find anything. I get frustrated with it. And then it goes back to my head where I'm all like, well, remember the last time you've done open mic nights? You have people who show up and I appreciate. I love you people who've who've shown up for me and supported me and stuff like that. But then you get these people who are always like, oh, I'm going to go. I'm going to go. I'm going to go. And then they don't show. But you know these are going to be the same people as soon as like – you start getting traction and becoming popular and people know who you are. Some of that, that's when they want to, Oh, Hey buddy. And it's like, I don't want to. And so it's like that fear, I guess. Like it's, I'm, I'm such a weird fucking messed up Rubik's cube. I wouldn't <laughs> even say a puzzle cause I'm colorblind. So no wonder I'm not going to be able to figure it out. Um, besides I only know like one person who can actually solve a Rubik's cube. Well, two, if you, I'm guessing that our, our one extremely vocal fan knows how to solve a Rubik's cube. But I only know of like one other person who can. Those things are fucking complicated. 
Anyways. But anyways, so uh, yeah, we have some horror movie news, which we can uh, dive into that. Yeah. Right. Dive on in right now. <laughs> it's time for horror news. And yes, horror movie news. So um, there was a, I'm trying to remember what the Comic-Con was. I figured I'll talk about this because it wasn't really in the show notes, but... Um, I think it was called MovieCon. I don't know if it was MovieCon or like some whatever it was, but they um, apparently they had a screen, not a screening, but they had a little uh, press release, I guess, or a, not a press release, what was it, a panel. There we go. There's the word I'm looking for. They had a panel for Itch Chapter 2, mm. and everyone came out who can make it to the thing. I think the only person who was unable to get there was uh, the kid who played uh, young Billy. Oh, yeah. Um, so, but, um, John, uh, McLevoy was there and he made a joke of like, he's like, oh, I told him not to show up here because his acting is better than mine and I don't need to lose my job. Like kind of thing, <laughs> like jokingly or whatnot. And I thought that was kind of, that was kind of fun. That's cute. So, uh, but apparently they showed a little bit of it, uh, what's coming. And it started with Beverly, adult Beverly coming home to her old house. Um, she found out her father has passed away. This old woman's there, oh but then, God. but then her old, the old woman starts going, oh, you're such a pretty girl. And Ooh. then all of a sudden, all these balloons start popping up and stuff like that. And then it just goes to, I don't know if she runs outside or he's in, in her apartment or whatnot. But then all of a sudden, the red balloon disappears and it's Pennywise looking just how he looked all those years ago. And then he just goes, hello. And then it just cut to like it chapter two and people lost their shit. That sounds they, they, Already what everyone saw, they said, we didn't think the, this was going to be able to top that first part. Yeah. And now they're like, okay, they're not, they're not holding anything back. So whatever we got in the first one, that's why I think I kind of agree with uh, Sarah at this one. It's like, I know when the first trailer drops, I'll watch it. But anything after that, I think I'm going to save myself. Cause that's what I've been doing yeah. with a lot of movies. I did that with actually pet cemetery. Mm-hmm. And I think I enjoyed it a lot more. Like I watched the first trailer they dropped and I was like, okay, cool. Didn't see anything. Like I saw advertisements, stuff like that just did not, Watch it. it yeah. Watch the new one. I was like, okay, I think I, that's what I need to do, which kind of sucks because like I want to do that with Endgame, Avengers, and I can't. I ha- anytime something <laughs> drops, I'm like, oh fuck! Like, like I have just, to watch it now. Yeah, I, I'm honestly like, okay, another reason to live. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but we do. Uh, but speaking of comic books, this actually ties right in. Yes. Speaking of comic books, DC Comics is actually doing this really kind of cool promotion. I think they're doing like six uh, variant covers. Um, and it's called Deceased. Yes. Uh, writer Tom uh, Taylor uh, unveils horror-inspired uh, variant covers. Um, so the first one is like supposed to be like Freddy Krueger. If Ivy doesn't wake up screaming, she won't wake up at all. And it's uh, off of the Freddy Krueger, but it's like Batman as Freddy Krueger, and it has Poison Ivy as um, – shit, I forget the girl's – I want to say Bethany, but I don't think that's right um, – the lead actress in that one. So I was like, that's pretty fucking tight. Um, if you want to, then the next one, uh, the next one is, uh, sorry, I got distracted. Um, it's a variant on the nun and it has, um, Superman and I'm guessing, uh, I don't know the name of opposite Superman. I'm, I'm sorry. Oh, Bizarro Superman. Yes. Bizarro. God, my brain sucks right now. Um, but yeah, it looks like it's going to run, uh, DC's is going to run for six issues, and it features artwork from Trevor Hairsign, uh, Stefan Gaudiano, James Heron, and Rain Bur- Burrito, Burrito, I don't know, 
Barido. The series begins with Darkseid unleashing a technology-based virus that spreads to six mil- 600 million people once infected. Its victims become monstrous killers, leaving the remaining heroes of the DC universe to find a cure. Ooh. So it does sound really interesting. Yeah, this might actually be uh, one to pick up. Yeah. Uh, like, I mean, I've been so behind on stuff, but honestly, I'm not going to lie. If they actually made these covers into full-size posters, I would probably definitely get these. Uh, it does say that it hits comic store shelves on May 1st. Okay. So we got a month pretty much <laughs> before these drop, which is exciting. May, okay, so I got another thing to look forward to in May at the beginning of the month. And at the end of the month, of course, Godzilla, King of the Monsters is yes. released. So, But yeah, I thought that was a really cool thing. Um, I remember seeing that. And I should have grabbed it. So thank you for actually grabbing that and throwing it in the show notes. Um, this movie is actually, this is another one of these movies. So this is uh this is James Gunn produced uh, the uh, supervillain film uh, Bright Burn um, has been rated R for horror and violence. Now I've only seen like the first trailer, like the teaser and stuff. I've actually not really been diving deep in this movie, not because I don't want to see it, is because I kind of like I don't want anything to kind of be spoiled because I think this is such a cool idea. Yeah, where you're like basically taking the Superman kind of story, but you're making it instead of the it being good he's like what if you know quote unquote superman was you know evil kind of thing it's like giving yeah. someone all this power uh is like fucking crazy oh that's really sweet hmm. james gunn announced last year about a year ago my brother brian my cousin mark director david yaroveski producer simon hat and i started coming up with an idea for a horror film that excited me in a way nothing outside of guardians has in years it was personal and different and perfectly suited for our times, and yes, terrifying. And it actually arrives in theaters May 24th. So, oh, so there's another thing. Yeah, there's another thing another to look reason, forward to Another for reason May. to live. Yeah. Uh, I thought everyone's like, why do you keep saying that? Stanley. Uh, what? I said Stanley. No, actually, that's what Kevin Smith keeps saying. He's oh. like, fine, fuck it, another reason to live. Because <laughs> basically he said, he's all like, he's like, while I was making Jay and Silent Bob uh, reboot, he's like, all I kept thinking about was... Captain Marvel. No, he said before I was making it, all I was thinking about Captain Marvel saw that during the filming of that because that's when it came out. He said, yeah, now we're finishing this and these all, all I can think about is once I'm done with my stupid film, I get to see this film. <laughs> like, and he's just like, another reason to live. So he's just like, I don't care about his own shit, which I think is kind of funny. Um, so this is actually interesting. So speaking of also uh, Finn Wolfhard, of course, uh, season three, of Stranger Things will be dropping uh, July 4th on Netflix. That will be very kind of cool. I'm pretty sure binging that, that that's done. Like, and I, Which sucks because I actually believe – I'm getting up early that day too. I actually believe that's on like a fucking Wednesday. So it's like huh. you're going to get the day off, but then you have to go back to work the next day. Yeah, so. that's right. Uh, but this is actually kind of cool. So uh, Finn Wolford had no idea he was auditioning for Ghostbusters apparently. Um, it looks like a behind the brand new Ghostbusters film – uh, it looks like they're getting uh, some younger people to play. I'm not sure who they're going to be playing, so I'm very curious if these are going to be the children. Oh, so uh, the posi- or the uh, where he's auditioning for is the story centers on a single mom and her children, uh, Grace. I don't know. Oh, McKenna Grace, uh, last seen playing a young Carol Danvers in Marvel's uh, uh, Captain Marvel. Mm-hmm. Um, she is going to be playing the daughter of the single mom, and uh, Finn Wolfhard is in talks to play the son. Okay, so I'm very curious because then it's like a family moves back home to a small town where they learn more about who they are. So I'm very curious if this is going to be like Egon's family, yeah. 
which I was, I would be like, that'd be kind of cool. It could also be Ray Stance family. It yeah. could even be actually, if they really wanted to like blow our fucking minds, make it Winston's family yeah. or some shit. Um, but it'll be it'll be interesting to see because I know I know they're all coming back uh, and most likely this will probably be like the movie where they're kind of passing the torch I'm assuming. Uh, but either way, I'm getting a new Ghostbusters. I'm excited. Uh, I can't wait. That's this is perfect. Sony has slated that uh, Jason Reitman's sequel to be released July 20th of 2020. So that to yes. me is the best birthday present I'm gonna get that year. Uh, ten days right before my birthday, boom! They're dropping a, a, the Ghostbusters uh, movie, so I'm just like, I can't Perfect. wait. Perfect. So again, another reason to live. Okay. Yeah. Um, so all right. So if 2021 doesn't have shit for me, I can die in 2020. <laughs> yes. Okay. So another thing that I thought was really interesting is we were just talking about this at work earlier, and I don't. I think we mentioned it briefly on the podcast, but we may not have. Um, but looks like. Uh, Mark Hamill is now slated mm. to play the voice of Chucky in the new Chucky remake. And actually... Well, Child's Play remake. Or excuse me, in the new Child's Play remake. Um, but actually, I found it kind of interesting. They, just yesterday, they released a teaser of... And it's not a teaser trailer. It's just a teaser of Mark Hamill's Chucky laugh. So I don't know if you wanted to play it on yeah, the podcast. Yeah, I'll definitely people. play it. So what I like about this is they've released the trailer. And the mm-hmm. cool part about the trailer, it updates everything. Now, anybody can be who they you know want to be or whatnot, whether they like the movie or they not like the movie. Of course, it seems like the voodoo aspect in this movie has been taken out. Um, I was kind of like, oh, that's disappointing, but I wanted to see where they're going to go with this because I'm like, why not? I've been because I've been hearing about a Child's Play remake for yeah. like two, three years now, and I'm just like, what are they going to do? Honestly, my I really am excited about it because I kind of felt like the the voodoo part of the first movie, the first Child's Play, was kind of a weak spot. Okay. So I'm fine with because, like, it was interesting and all, but I don't, like, I feel like if they to were going to go voodoo, interest- they should have gone more voodoo instead to of... To me, it was interesting because it was probably, like, the first time a movie kind of did voodoo, mm-hmm. like, like that, you know, kind of thing, because it was also, like, when Pumpkin uh, had... That movie, like, the idea behind it is, like, that's such a cool concept, but it just, the movie was shit, you know, kind of thing, where you're like, that's such a, a like, you had a great core story, like, Mm -hmm. basis, and just everything else around it, though, just kind of, just did not work. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, without further ado, I'll put us on uh, silence and stuff like that, but you'll get to, well, actually, let let me put it on mute real quick in case it's going to be an ad when I click on this. Um, But, uh, yeah, we'll hear, uh, we'll finally hear... uh, Mark, Mark Hamill's, Hamill's Chucky, uh, laugh. Chucky laugh, which, uh, yeah, I was super stoked when they announced that. I was like, oh, shit. Like, because even, like, that's what I was going to say. So with the teaser trailer that came out, you don't hear Chucky talk at all. Yeah. You hear the music, let me tell you about your best friend, all this kind of stuff. You might People even hear, you might you might hear the, I don't, I'm not sure if you hear the, hi, I'm Chucky, want to play, but it's that child's voice and stuff of like that. Yeah. So really excited. Let's turn this up. Let's see what it is. Mark Hamill's Chucky laugh. Huh. Huh? I expected more on that. I was hoping that it would be a little bit longer, but just even just that little giggle, it kind of creeps me out a bit. Well, it's like... (laughs) (laughs) You want to play... Well, I think he's like, I think the whole thing that, because I listened to it a couple times. No, I was just times. doing my own take on it. Oh, gotcha. But That's I, me. I, I know I threw in a little bit of, 
Crypt Keeper. Crypt Keeper with that. Well, that's the only way, like, I can get that high pitch, like, I'm trying to think, like, a good, how would I do it, Chucky? Now, I'm trying not to do Brandon Dorff's. Yeah. I'm just trying to think, like, I'm just trying to think of a great line from you him. You mean mine. <laughs> no. Um, yeah, but, your voice is terrible right now. I don't oh, know. I, know. <laughs> I don't think you got the, the thing. No, I'm my, just trying to think. Yeah. Of, or anybody, Well, but you have to also think who else could do the voice on this one. Well, the reason why I really like the Mark Hamill one is because, like, if you listen to it again, like, and listen to it a couple times, I kind of caught it. Like, he's still trying to, he still has, like, a childlike quality to it. But at the same time, you can tell it's a grown-ass man. Yeah. See, that's the part I'm curious about that. Like, I yeah. don't know if that's him screaming or whatnot, but that little, like... Because <laughs> it's, like, it's weird because I can see what he's trying to do. I know he's not trying to go full Joker. Yeah. Because he could easily slip into that. Yeah. But then right when you do that, everyone's just going to be like, oh, it's the Joker. Yeah. Uh, kind of thing. So it's like he's like in this in between. I can hear it where he's doing like it's almost going Joker, but it's like the very beginning of a Joker. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but then it like does its own kind of thing. So I see what he's doing with it. I think I'm just going to listen to it one more time. Sorry, people. <laughs> no, you're fine. I just hate how they have the music. Yeah. Wow, that was a weird video to find. Sorry, I was like, it said this thing like swipe, uh, swipe oh, right to reveal the voice of of the new Chucky or whatnot. But so I clicked on the arrow, and then all of a sudden it has just this "What ruined Hanna Barbera?" I'm like, what does <laughs> that have to do with anything? Oh, that's funny. But uh, yeah, yeah, I'm uh, kind of. I can't wait. That comes out in June. Yeah, another reason so- to live. Um, but yeah, I kind of like. I feel like the name of this episode should just be another reason to live. Yeah, reasons to live. Reasons to live. Um, um, but but yeah. yeah, no, I'm I'm super stoked. Like I love Mark Hamill. We all know Mark Hamill is a great voice actor, so he's just gonna bring something to it. And it's interesting because um, it's just something different for him, you know, to do. Yeah, like, and I'm, I feel like I'm kind of hoping that they'll give us a little bit more of it, like an idea of how he's gonna laugh. But uh, like I'm I'm. Weirdly enough, I'm really hoping for like a, excuse me, almost like a Dark Knight kind of reaction to it. Because remember whenever, uh, like That's, obviously the first time you heard. Um, uh, Heath Ledger. Yeah, Heath Ledger's laugh as the Joker. Like you kind of got like chills and like yeah, I keep that, getting chills every time I hear his laugh because it sounds childlike, but you know it's a full grown ass man. And I, it's yeah, that was really enjoyable because that was like the first, like I remember they didn't show you anything. It was just uh, the bat symbol coming up and then it just had people talking like some people just want to watch the word burn, you know? Yeah. And then you kept hearing stuff, but then you finally heard that, <laughs> like that his whole like laughter thing is, and that's all you heard from him. And then you're like, Everyone, because I remember, again, this is what I love. Uh, everyone tries to always forget where they want to bash on stuff and be like, oh, no, 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 no. I remember when Heath Ledger was announced as the Joker for this, everybody threw a shit fit. Everybody yeah. was like, what the fuck? And then that laughter came out and everyone's like, oh. Well, and I'm I re- on board. Yeah. And then I remember the first trailer that dropped where it's like him in the street like, come on, come on, hit me, hit me. And yeah. everyone was like, oh, oh, shit. And then they just started seeing everything with him in it. And they're like, and then the movie came out and everyone was like, oh, my God. You know, so it's like, again, I, I try to look if a trailer comes out and I don't enjoy the trailer, I'm probably not going to see the movie. Now, if I don't see the movie and someone's like, actually, this movie is really good 
and it comes up and I'll check it out. I'm like, okay. But if it's if the trailer doesn't grab me, I'm not going to bash it. I'm not going to be like, that movie looks terrible. It's probably just, that eh, doesn't interest me. I'm not going to check it out. It, it's that simple. Yeah, so perfect example for, or I guess a perfect, like, contemporary example, or in the moment, I don't know. Perfect example of a movie that people are, are kind of like, it's very polarizing at this point, is the new standalone Joker movie with Joaquin Phoenix and uh, Martin Scorsese directing it. Mm -hmm. I saw the trailer for it, and I was actually really excited or, like, really interested to see how it was going to play out. Right. But honestly, watching the trailer for it, I was like, I feel like this is just Taxi Driver. And if I really wanted to watch it, i just watch that movie. i just watch that movie instead of watching, like, a Joker movie. And or it, this Joker movie, I and, should say. And that's the thing. I don't... Uh, I'm not saying, like, I'm it's going to... I'm not gonna, bashing on it. No, I know. That's what I'm saying. I'm not saying it's going to be a bad movie. I'm not saying it's going to be a good movie. But right now the two trailers that have dropped that i see it and it, it, to me i'm just kind of like huh like and for all i know this is could just be how the trailers are cut this is just be the way they're doing it um it's like martin scorsese and i can totally see that in this in the trailers i'm like yeah it looks it films it looks really good and stuff like that and to me walking phoenix being uh the joker to me i'm like that's a smart pull like he's a great actor like i would love to see what he's going to do with this character mm -hmm. but everything i've seen in that trailer so far it's not grabbing me to be like okay and now don't get me wrong i already know it's not going to be it's a standalone movie it's probably taking its own liberties uh with the character it's not taking a storyline but at this point right now i was like you should have just done the killing joke yeah, you should have just done that. I would have loved to see that, and you could totally not have Batman in it if yeah. you wanted to, like just totally do how it, you know, everything that because it's like how it's filmed and how it's going and stuff of like that. It seems like they wanted to do the Killing Joke, but they could, but they couldn't for whatever weird reason. So it's like I don't know. This to me, movie right now, to me seems like it's a, it's the Hollywood version of a DC comic. Yeah. And it, it's like very like it's just it, I yeah yeah it's, like it's definitely like, not it, my right now key. right now it has not grabbed me yeah so I'm like okay but who knows it comes out in October for all I know they could finally drop something and I'm like oh shit okay like yeah I don't honestly know. I would not be surprised if this movie won a ton of Academy Awards because it seems like the perfect movie for Hollywood to be like oh this is amazing and everyone else you know is what like, nah. it it could so. and and kudos to them like I hope to, if it does very well for DC and I hope they pull in that money but I but the thing I've been saying now is okay you had a success with Wonder Woman you had a great success with Aquaman Shazam apparently which we'll probably be already seeing this weekend. has been a lot of people. Are loving it i've been seeing people online just going like i gotta see it like early it's fantastic like a lot of people are enjoying this and when i dropped the joker trailer like we were talking about it in our group chat um we were kind of like you know dc has so many other characters that they can play that with. they could play with and they're but that's what they seem to be doing with their dc streaming service like they're doing the swamp sing series and already it's like mature and they're playing it like how swamp thing is in the comics like after I believe it was Frank Miller who kind of rewrote that character, and you're like, holy shit, Swamp Thing is fucking awesome, like, kind of thing. Yeah. So it just takes a really good writer. It just, like, most of these characters aren't bad. They just didn't have writers to write the stories that we have they need now. They right and it, adaptation to Because film. you have to think about it. Most of these writers back in the day for comic books, they were writing because they thought their audience were kids. Mm -hmm. And then they realized, no, we have a bigger pool. Let's start fleshing out these characters so to speak and that's why superman batman the flash like all these characters have become these like great fucking storylines now and stuff um so but i'm like i'm honestly no joke if they do well with shazam obviously i think if they want to go the route of uh i'm not sure if it'd be rated r but if they finally want to kind of be like look we need a deadpool kind of movie 
Perfect character I would love to see, Plastic Man. Hmm. I would love to see DC do that. I've never actually read any of the Plastic Man comics, so now I'm kind of intrigued I think it would be fucking fantastic. It would just be the, the, the problem of finding the right person to play uh, Plastic Man. But right there, it's like, that would be, like, uh, it's another character. Like, people know of them, but it's like, oh, shit. But that's what I'm saying. Like, the Flash TV show, I mean, they brought an elongated man. And I was like, oh, fuck, they're doing elongated? <laughs> and, like, I say that because I know these characters. Yeah. Other people are probably, like, maybe have never even heard of this guy, but they're like, I fucking like this character. This is a really cool character. And then what do they do? They go research the character. Oh, there's all these books about, oh, I'm going to check them out and stuff. Um, so it's like, it's really, you know, like that. So yeah, um, like, again, I, I will have to see something else or at least hear somebody who's very close to me be like, oh yeah, no, this Joaquin Phoenix Joker movie, like the previews did not do it justice. That's what I'm kind of hoping for. But right now there's nothing in the trailers that's really, really grabbing me. You know, I just so. randomly popped into my head. I was just thinking about like, like all the stuff that even Marvel could do. And I was like, I'm still waiting. I was thinking about like, I'm still waiting for a Squirrel Girl movie mm-hmm. or even like a TV show. But then I was thinking about it. I was like, if they really want to just like screw with their audience, it could just be like, John Barrowman plays Squirrel Girl. Oh. Because <laughs> he does have the Squirrel Girl cosplay. First off, they did that. T- I'd see it. I know. Right? I just, like, he would be perfect. Because like, apparently, they have like, to, like, guess what? Don't even, don't even show me a trailer. Yeah, you can literally just I take just, that picture of him from Comic-Con and put yeah. it on the poster, just like Photoshop the background, put like him in a forest or some shit. Oh, damn And right. just be like, John Barrowman is Squirrel Girl. I'm like, would, take my fucking money that already. That is the perfect thing to do because it's like it's like a gender bend like cosplay put into like a real life movie and so many people would go oh, see yeah. him just because number one is John Barrowman. Number one, or like number two, he's gay. Number three, like Squirrel Girl is an awesome character character yeah why the fuck not like yeah please, why not like like marvel do obviously you're never gonna listen yeah to this, you're not but gonna listen to please this please create a john barrowman squirrel girl movie fuck, i would I even i wouldn't even life. watch that as like an internet like even if it was just 15 minute episodes yes exactly just <laughs> him running around fucking new york <laughs> just fighting crime like fuck i'd watch even that if it was just like a squirrel girl quote-unquote reality show and it's just like oh going shit like, now i want fuck? that right that would be even better <laughs> Like him in front of the camera, like, yeah, it's not easy, you know? I'm and squirrel girl. And people are just walking and... by looking at him like, what the fuck is the he fuck wearing? Is yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, I need this in my life. Yeah. No, I, see, this is what I hate. I always come up with ideas and then I want them. But speaking of ideas that people, um, there is the uh, Conjuring 3. Yes. Um, has set a date. Yes, they have. So Conjuring 3 is actually set to hit theaters on September. Oh, shoot. I lost the date. September 11th. Is it September 11th? So September 11th, 2020. Yes, September 11th, 2020. There we go. Wow. So we've got about a year and a half to go. That's ballsy. I'm excited about this. Oh, no, I'm super stoked. I love the Conjuring series. And um, this, I think we talked about briefly, but I want to touch on it again. Yeah, go Apparently, right ahead. The Curse of La Llorona, or however you say it, yeah, I already our, know. Our listeners already me, Actually, so. yeah, I saw a little trailer for, like, a little teaser for that, where the girl, like, she had this umbrella, like, she has her umbrella. Mm-hmm. And she's pulling it up, and you see the woman, and then she puts it up all the way, like, because it was, like, a see-through one, and it's just gone, and then it just says, like, and I'm, like, but it's rated R. So I'm, like, super stoked about this now. There's been, and I didn't I even realize that, that the Curse of La Llorona is actually going to be in the Conjuring universe. Ooh. So that's why I'm bringing it up, because it says... No, very cool. Uh, I'm pretty sure... Like, yeah, I'm I'm 99% sure it's actually part of this universe. So that's going to be awesome. Um, James Wan is obviously still producing the Conjuring series. Very so cool. Thank God. 
Um, because we all saw what happened whenever he stepped away with uh, the nun movie. Yeah, the nun. So that, that that is so tragic. That character seems so menacing, so evil, so terrifying, and Conjuring Two. Oh god! And then yeah. they get their own movie, and they're like, and literally and everything. They, I'll, I'll put it this way: everything you saw in the trailer was pretty much all the scary parts. Yeah. Everything else was kind of like ah, okay, you know, kind of thing, and then it was just like. I mean, I liked how it ended where it tied in like yeah, how it came back. You're like, okay, back. cool. But other than that, it, it was kind of it was kind of sad. Cause I it's would like, say I watch the movie the... on Netflix just so you can see that tie in <coughs> because that was an amazing tie in. No, I said definitely if you if you follow the Conjuring series and you didn't see the Nun, wait for it's <clears> on streaming. Definitely check it out, but just like. Just don't, like, put too much into it. I think this was, like, the first time in a long time that I was super pumped for a movie and then was kind of like, oh, was man, kind of like, disappointed, yeah. you know, kind of thing. I mean, granted, we saw it, it, it you know, it, it, like, it's not completely bad, I should say, but it's, it's just kind of a letdown. To, like, to me, like, it didn't, he didn't seem that menacing, the uh, nun in this one. Yeah. So kind of thing. But, yeah, speaking of also, which is actually really cool. Not only are we going to see uh, the Warrens fight evil again in The Conjuring 3, but we'll actually get to see them a little bit earlier because they dropped the news trailer for Annabelle 3, which Annabelle Comes, comes out, Home. Which comes out June 28th. And it's, uh, I guess, oh, I love I love the door. I love the idea. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I don't know how accurate that is, but I'm pretty sure that's pretty close to what the actual door looks like in yeah, the Warren's house. Yeah, it says, Welcome Home, The Conjuring Universe, and it's like the Warner, the Warrens, uh, you know, uh, demonic witchcraft, danger, do not touch on this, like Hannibal comes home. Now, actually, when you pull up the trailer, actually, I'm gonna, I think I'm going to play the trailer for everybody. Okay. Because I have to still actually watch the full of it, because I only saw like a little bit of it. Um, God. Damn it. Okay. Everybody has fucking ads. I get it. Oh, you all got ads now, huh? <laughs> I feel like that. And so like, you, oh, you got jokes? You got ads. Oh, this is probably going to be a fucking ad. Oh, no. Here we go. Everything you see in here is either haunted, cursed, or has been used in some kind of ritualistic practice. Nothing's a toy. It's safer for these things to be in here than out there. Sometimes it's better to keep the genie in the bottle. Got a friend like me. Don't your parents keep any creepy stuff around? You keep it all locked away in a room so that we're safe. It's not really good for anyone to go in there. You stupid bitch. <laughs> oh, fuck. Oh, there's the music box. Oh, shit. What'd you do to get in there? Okay, I'm not gonna lie. Okay, I had fucking goosebumps. 
with that movie. Like I am now, I am pumped. Now I'll put it this way: like uh, people obviously know, I've, I saw the first Annabelle, did not care for it. I thought it was very, uh, it just wasn't good. Yeah. Uh, and then when the they were going to do Annabelle, you know, the beginning, and I'm like, really, the first oh, one shit. did so great, blah blah blah, kind of thing. And then it's like, um, it, so- we wa- we saw it, and I'm like, holy shit. That movie's fucking awesome. Like that's what I was mm-hmm. expecting. That and now this is what I'm getting from this trailer. It's like they're continuing, especially because that like, kind of horror aspect. Because I remember telling you about the Annabelle doll before it actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. like the movie actually came out, and you're like, I'm so psyched for this. And then we watched the movie, and you're like, Well, this is crap. Yeah, like, what like, the fuck? I'm like, because everyone was talking, but it, I mean, a key part to it, I guess it's supposed to be scary as fuck, but it shows like the demon pick up the doll. But I'm colorblind as a motherfucker, so I didn't even see the shadow of the okay. demon. So, so it me... just looked like the doll was pulling pulled up by strings. I'm kind of like, what the fuck is this? So, so my thought process on that scene is, whenever I saw it, I got like super creeped out whenever the doll started moving on its own, and then the doll stood up. Then the doll started getting raised up off the ground. And I was like, all right, I'm out. Even seeing the demon, I was like, that's not fucking creepy. Mm. Like, everyone's like, oh, it's so creepy. I'm like, it was creepy. It would have been creepy if it just showed the doll standing on its own and then running. That would have been fucking creepy. But, like, being picked up by a fucking demon? No. no. Not creepy at all. <laughs> no, it would be creepy. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So, Annabelle Creations, I thought was amazing. Very good job. But what I loved is just that part where they, bunk, bunk. when they open, yeah, hashtag bunk bunk. When they, she opens the door and the girl's sitting there going like, can I play with Annabelle? And yeah. then she looked over and I was like, oh shit, it's the fucking girl from. Who got hit by the car. Who got hit yeah. by the car. And I'm like, spoilers. But I was like, oh fuck. Cause she was fucking terrifying in, in that movie too. Which speaking of little girls and stuff like that. Uh, that brings us to the actual movie we watched this week, the brand new Pet Cemetery out today, if yes. you're listening to this today. Yes. Um, so, of course, we will be doing our spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. Um, if you have not seen this movie, you do not want anything to be spoiled for you, uh, then stop listening now. We will be doing our spoilers. I will drop our, our soundtrack music stuff, and then we will be rocking and rolling, you know, uh, just the way it's going. So... Uh, but uh, yeah, so of course we did see this. This is the brand new Pet Cemetery based off of the Stephen King novel. Uh, so if you don't want to listen anymore, we will see you next week. But for those of you who have survived, like we said again, spoiler, spoiler, spoiler. And without further ado, it's time for our B Horrorcast movie review of the week. I bid you well. I am Dracula. Listen to them. Children of the night. What music they
Thank you, Teen Idols, for not knowing that I use your beginning of the song for that. But that is a great track, actually, by Teen Idols. The It is called Midnight Picture Show. So if you're into some old-school punk, I shouldn't say old-school, but I think they did come out in 92. I'm not sure. Don't quote me on that. I'm not very savvy when it comes to music. That's why we need Matthew. Yeah, no, Matthew would be like, man, I got you covered. Boom. Yeah, because Matthew he, totally sounds like, yeah, Matthew's man, ne- I got you. First off, Matthew's never once said, man, I got you covered. Boom. So let's take that right away. <laughs> it turns out I do not know how to write my own friends. So, eh. um, but anyways, yes, we saw the brand new Pet Cemetery, And guess uh, what? Everybody dies. Everybody fucking dies. Um, spoilers. Um, <laughs> of course, uh, we'll talk about the movie a little bit. Then we'll give the reviews of IMDb, Rotten Tomatoes, and Metacritic. And then we'll give our reviews. Um, I will have to say, so yes, this is based off of the Stephen King's novel. Uh, There was a movie that came out in 1989. I believe it was made for television, but don't quote me on that. Um, But yeah, that, that, I remember seeing that a long time ago, and it was terrible. Now, why I think, um, well, I remember it being made for TV, I believe, because I remember it was part one and part two. Now, every time a Stephen King movie went to television, it was split up between two night events, First part was always fucking great. You were like, holy shit. And then the second part, bleh, falls <laughs> flat. So that was, a, I believe, a big problem with it. Does it make that noise too? Bleh. 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 <laughs> yes, the high, second half of the movie sucked. <laughs> uh, thank you, Count Willie Frankenstein. Willie Frankenstein? <laughs> yes. I can't feed the cut to Dracula. He died. Spoilers, jeez. Yes, <laughs> you want some milk and cookies? Um, he's very friendly. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so um, I'll, I'll, before we dive into the movie, though, we do have to talk about it. So like we said, yes, we won VIP passes from Geeks Who Ate. Thank you guys again. Sarah and Matthew, you guys are awesome. I will say this right off the bat. Always have gone to Harkins. We went to the market, Tempe Marketplace. We've never, ever had an issue every time we've gone there. Yep. We always get in the right line. We get good seats. Everything's classic. This time we showed up, and they dumb fucked up. They Seriously. sent us to the wrong fucking line. And then when we finally got into the theater. So I do want to see this movie again. Now, this is the best part about this. I really did enjoy this movie. We will talk about how, my enjoyment of this movie. Even the bad movie experience I had did not take away from this movie, which I thought was great. Because most of the time, if I'm annoyed in a theater and you're watching a movie, it could I'd be like, oh, the fucking movie sucked. But then I couldn't really pinpoint why it sucked. But then you just remember, oh, that's why it sucked. Because when I watched it at home, I really enjoyed this movie. Yeah. Because I wasn't around a bunch. So right off the bat, no offense, like all you hardcore horror fans that I've known I've seen at other movie premieres on Tempe, good on you. You guys rock. Okay, because I know you guys, I've been to movies with you guys when we do these VIPs. And you guys are always very courteous. We always put our phones off. We always, you know, Watch the movie, get scared when we need to get scared, you know, laugh when there's laughter, you know, have a great time. And they're and always get... like super friendly, super yeah, courteous, super never had I think there before. were, I'll put it this way, there were fucking backwood savages in this fucking theater because oh, yeah. I have no idea. This is the first time in a long time that I've heard fucking not one, not two, but fucking maybe four or five cell phones that went off 
during the fucking movie, which I was like, what the fuck, people? Yeah, and like a couple of them, I couldn't even tell if it was part of the movie or not. And it yeah. turns out, no, it's just some fucking asshole. There was like four or five phones that went off during the movie. There was somebody, like people like dropping popcorn mm-hmm. left and right. There was people laughing at the wrong times. There was people getting up and walking in front of the goddamn screen yeah. to leave. There was people like just wandering yeah, around, just... like slamming into the back of my chair. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Not to mention, before we even got into the theater, we got sent to the wrong freaking line with like everyone else who didn't actually like win a pass they were just like they were like the, the general know, some fucking yelp reviews bullshit, bullshit yeah. or whatnot so, i remember that woman yelp yeah and then yeah i got a yelp review for you you're a fucking bitch oh god i couldn't stand her so basically what happened like it's so nice right now is because i like i am not a very social person like i'm you're extremely social with the people that i know i am not social much outside of that like i have to force myself to be friendly whenever you go out to like events and stuff like that like so i uh was already like i had had kind of like a weird day at work and i was like i had to talk to people a lot more than i normally have to so i was having like the social anxiety so i was playing on my phone to just kind of keep myself relaxed i had a feeling that we were in the wrong line but it was just like i didn't really want to say anything because i don't like talking to people and so i was like trying not to freak out and i was just kind of playing on my phone um this one and steve was not on his phone this woman who's like bitchy as fuck had the most annoying obnoxious voice ever goddamn heard in my life like turns to me while i'm on my phone steve is not she turns to me and she's like are you guys part of the yelp thing the the yelp group and i was like well no we want our like well, no, first VIP. i was like what the fuck are you talking about in my head because i'm like yelp or like i didn't even register that yeah the, and I was just the like, actual yelp thing she's just like you guys part of the yelp and i'm like and no. i was like I, and i thought like maybe she was asking if we work for yelp or something i'm like no like, yeah i was like are, you talking, are you talking about the pet cemetery thing and she's like yeah I'm like, well, we're, we won passes. We're like, we're on the, the VIP list. So yeah, we're going to see Pet Cemetery. And she's like, oh, did you do the Yelp thing? The, are you part of the Yelp group? I'm like, no, we won passes through something else. And she's like, gave me this dirty look. I'm like, what the fuck do you want from me? We don't have to go through goddamn Yelp. And she's like, well, there's supposed to be a Yelp thing. I'm well, like, that's great. I don't give a fuck. Like, that's not how we did it. You can go fuck off on your own. And then Steve was like, oh, we like won the passes through through geeks who eat which don't get me wrong i would i love getting the names of geeks who eat out there but i don't want this bitch to ever show up at any other fucking event so i didn't want to tell her about geeks who eat because i don't want to deal with this goddamn cunt brad brad Uh, dorf throwing some shade he's like fuck this i don't care if this woman hears this thing she she needs to know how much of annoying obnoxious little bitch she was but yeah so with all that excluded so basically saying like oh shit we could have had a really like i could have been like this movie fucking sucks and it could have been because of that experience just in the theater sorry i'm i'm still on the 1989 pet cemetery page i didn't realize that denise crosby was the wife yeah that's fucking nuts so if you don't know who denise crosby is she's been in uh deep impact dolly dearest she was in uh how to get away with murder i'm trying to figure out what i saw her in uh she was in castle she oh she was in the magicians that's um, probably what you saw her in probably uh she was in the walking dead like yeah. she's been in a ton of stuff anyways oh yeah, law no. and order that's the other thing i've seen her in okay yeah but yeah no so um yeah so pet cemetery 2019 here we go so um movie i i will say this um, if you are one of those people who love like fast paced, boom, 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 get to the point horror movie, this is not for you. 
This one it has kind of a, like, everyone hates when I use this term, but it does have a little bit of a slow burn. But what I liked about that is it seemed to explain more of the story than the actual made-for-TV movie. Now, granted, yeah, I should just read the fucking book if I want the in-depth blah, blah, blah. But I think this went a good way about of doing it. Um, because I was like, oh shit, I didn't know about this. Oh shit, I didn't know about that, that kind of stuff. And I thought it was very interesting on every little thing that they did. Yes. So I was like, okay. So basically, I actually realized it was about 45 minutes until like the actual event happens. Yeah, right? But it didn't seem like that because they had other things going on. They had the thing with the wife. They yeah, had, the wife's sister. Like, they're explaining everything. They go into a little bit of history about the cemetery itself. Yeah. And they explain like why... Like the the ground is sour, which is one of the one of my favorite quotes. Is just the ground is yeah, sour. And yeah, they, kind of they, go into I, that I, I didn't realize Pet Cemetery um, had such great like quotes that I'm like, oh shit, like that. Like my favorite one is like sometimes dead is better, and you're like, yeah. oh fuck yeah, it's yeah. Such that's a great one of one. the taglines to the movie itself. Yeah, you know, so but um, yeah, it starts right off the bat. Um, Love the characters in it already. Um, it's you know it's really eerie. So. Look up the little boy who played the kid in the made-for-TV movie and then pull up the kid who played the boy in this movie. They almost look exactly Oh, play Gage? Yeah, they look almost exactly alike. And I was like, that's a fucking good fucking pull, like kind of thing. Because in the original one, it's the boy who gets hit um, and they end up burying him. But I was looking at that kid who was playing the kid in this one, I was like, man, he looks so much like the, the kid from the, the, the original movie. So it just kind of something break off of the, yeah, my, my case for my iPad is falling apart probably cause it's, Oh, okay. I'll have to, made, but oh, well. have to get you a new one. Um, but yeah, so, but yeah, so, uh, I will say this, the, 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 the actress who played the girl in this one, fucking great. I don't know how to pronounce her name, but it's spelled J-E-T-E. So it's like J-E-T-E. Lawrence. J-E-T-E and Lawrence. But uh, yeah, fantastic job. But yeah, so the movie starts out, you uh, you know the guy's a doctor. Oh, here we go. She was in Jessica Jones. Oh, there you go. So that's one thing you can see her in besides this. <laughs> yeah, so uh, the movie starts out, you know, they're moved to a new house around the kind of country away from like, uh, I guess the city. Uh, I think they were saying Boston. Uh, I can't remember. I think it probably was Boston, but I can't remember. But, uh, exactly. yeah, so they're in this new town, which is also right outside of another town that's part of the Stephen King, uh, universe is Derry. Yeah, so which, it's uh, 20 miles from Derry, Derry, which I got super excited with that little Easter egg, because yeah, like, I, I was, that was like, I know that reference! Yeah, that's, I thought that was really cool, because it's like, he is building his universe now with these, after the success of the new It movie and everything like that, so it's kind of cool to see that, where it's kind of yeah. like, oh, okay, let's build this Stephen King universe. Um, of course, everything, like, where does everything like, like Maine, I think yeah. it is. So, uh, but yeah, they get there, and then right off the bat, it's like, yeah, everything's going good. You know, I think the biggest thing that happens is the kid who gets hit by like the car. Like he's he's. It's kind of funny because he took like one of the, he he left being that kind of a surgeon doctor in Boston to come down to. I think he was working at a college, mm-hmm. and he was like pretty much just like the the. The, the, the doctor, doctor, yeah, the yeah. onside doctor, but it was really like earaches, tonsils. I mean, he even makes a joke about those. Like, man, if I have to see another like infected tonsil or if something, I have like to that, see another pair of swollen tonsils. <laughs> I'm gonna, yeah, it's like bloody noses, yeah, bloody noses, and some like, of that. So yeah. it's a really big, you know, thing from what he is, and then all of a sudden, boom, 
this kid gets hit by a car. He gets dragged in. He's like bleeding out. His brain is showing like. Which I thought was like a really interesting way to show it because he is still calm because he's like, okay, I've dealt with this many times before. The nurses are freaked out and they have no idea. And so he has to ask for like blood bags a couple times. He's like, get a test of his blood, see what type he is, do this, do that. And he's just like telling him, do this, do this, do this, do this. And there's a woman who just was like freaking out, just staring at the kids like brain pretty much hanging out of the guys that's probably like it was very human it's like i'm pretty sure that's how you would actually react you're not sure if you if you like worked you know like at something like that like someone being rushed in like that and you've never seen it before now not to not to say that uh people can't do it like not to say like okay like but uh, honestly if it was like my first day and that's where i'm working and that kind of rush in <laughs> i probably would have had shell shock of this like what the f- what do we do like, yeah like you have that moment i of got just, tongue depressors it's Fix like it. deer in the headlights moment yeah. um why are you talking like that i don't know <laughs> medical training out the window uh i was gonna say something else uh, oh um so another thing that i thought was kind of interesting is I've talked about, like I mentioned it to you in the car. Okay. Um, so this movie compared to the book is a little bit different. Okay. But the thing that I kind of like, the book was not for me. I got about halfway through, got bored and stopped reading. But I actually heard, this is the funny part. I've actually heard that from a couple of people where like Pet Cemetery is actually like, it, you're just like, come on. Like, yeah, there's it, so much that you could take out of the book. Like, if you read the abridged version, it would probably be much better. Mm-hmm. Um, but the thing that I kind of like about Pet Cemetery is I feel like it's kind of like a look into see- actually what happened to inspire this story up. is he his son almost got hit by a semi. And so they actually make a, a reference to that. So, again, spoilers. Um, Look, if you haven't seen the original Pet Cemetery, because yeah. that's like key aspect in it. Yeah. So, but it's kind of interesting because in this one, they kind of deviate a little bit because they do show the part where Gage runs out into the middle of the road. Um, the deviation is that in the book and in the first movie, Gage is the one who gets hit by the car yes. or by the, the, the truck the and truck. dies. What actually happens in this one is actually a direct reference to what actually happened in real life with Stephen King. He saved his son. He grabbed his son off of the road and barely like saved him from getting hit by the the semi. So, um, and what actually caused Stephen King to write the story in the first place is he saved his son from getting hit by a car. And then he thought about like, well, what would have happened if he had died? And so, I feel like Pet Cemetery was more for Stephen King than it was for anyone yes. else because it was more about like how would I deal with grief? This is how I would approach it. Like what would have happened? Like all the like little stupid little what ifs that your brain starts going through. Yeah, kind of thing. And it's it's true. And it's though. like you kind of it, like it's really interesting to put it into Stephen King's brain because he takes it the supernatural route and he's like, okay, what would happen? And like what would happen if these set of circumstances happen to allow you to bring someone back from the dead? How would you deal with it? Would you deal with it? Like you know. Would you take it to that point? All right. You were going to say something. Else. Oh, no. I was just going to say thank you for bringing that up because I, I did not know that about Pet Cemetery because, again, I don't read the you know books mm-hmm. and everything like that. Um, but I thought that was very interesting. And now that you said that, it's kind of like, okay, that makes sense. So whether he was like, look, I'm going to make this book whether people like it or not because mm-hmm. it's something that I connected with and try to figure something out of just like, okay, what happens? It's almost, it's like that. Uh, it's almost it, like, it's a like, a, it's like Frankenstein almost. Yeah. It's like, it's like if you had the power to raise the dead 
back to life. Should you do it? Would you do it? Would, should yeah, you do would it? you do How it? Would should you do, you do it? it? Yeah. You know, kind of thing. And it's I like this. So it's cool because it's like it starts off and you see uh, like this uh, right off the bat, like a dog is getting buried. Like you see these kids walking down. I thought that was really kind of cool, like these yeah. kids. But it made me wonder if these were kids that ha- that's what happened to them. I, because at the end of the movie, she's like wearing the mask and stuff like that. And you're kind of like, huh, like kind of thing. This was my take on that. So she is wearing the mask at the end and she's actually wearing the cat mask, which is kind of a reference to the fact that like Church gets hit by a car. And so Winston Churchill. Yes. The cat's name is Church, short for Winston Churchill, which I was like, that is amazing. But um I think that it's kind of like because whenever the kids were burying the, the like the pet, yeah, I think that they were doing that as sort of like a ritualistic type of saying goodbye to the pet. No, no, and no I, I don't think that they were trying to raise it. I think I don't. No, no, I don't no, think no. that the oh, kids no, no. were. I don't think that the kids were like trying to were kids that were raised from the dead. Okay, I think see, that that's were, what I, that's what yeah. I thought after I saw her with the, so, the one mask. So no, no, see, no not they were trying to raise the the cat. But I also yeah. thought about it is when they dive a little bit into the story and they talk about how there's the barrier and there's something that's kind of holding it back and everything that what I was thinking was maybe they were also doing that to ward off evil spirits because they're like, Hey, can we have permission to bury our pet here? Yeah. Like, you know, kind of thing. And like almost kind of giving a respect, you know, to the land and everything that, and that's probably why I think that pet cemetery is like where it was. might be a holy place. Yeah. Like no, not the not the other one, but no, the, no, I'm the talking about like the actual pet cemetery. Yeah, 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 kind of thing. That was actually kind of misleading. So um, I thought that I always w- thought like the pet cemetery was like where they did bury all the pets. So in the book, it's like the pet cemetery goes back for a while, mm-hmm. and it's like it's I can't remember if it's on their land or not, but like you have to go like it wasn't like right on their land. Like you had to go back a while, and there was like kind of like a place that was sectioned off where you don't like it's basically like you don't bury anything beyond okay, this yeah, point. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, like with the, the masks and stuff, I think it was kind of like a ritualistic thing. And I do like that idea of like, oh yeah, like we're being respectful of the ground and we're being respectful of the dead and all that kind of stuff. But I felt like whenever she put the mask on, I felt like that, that was her, or like, uh, basically the Wendigo's way of mocking them Uh. being like, okay, this is what you do. Now I'm going to make fun of you for it and kind of defile your little traditions and stuff like oh, that yeah, to keep yeah. me at bay. So that's kind of how I view it. Yeah, that it. was interesting. So yeah, and uh, again, also good acting with uh, also John Lithgow. There's one thing I have to double check with the uh, the man, uh, his character he played in this one was their neighbor. And uh, in the original one, I'm not sure, but I think he's wearing the same exact outfit as that guy is, is when they both get murdered in the same time in the movie. Um, spoiler alert. Huh? Sorry, I just noticed like uh it has the the IMDb rating uh-huh. um on Pet Cemetery for 2019. Last night I checked it, it was at eight point two out of ten. Today it's at six point eight out of ten. Really? It dropped. I'm wonder- uh, do you uh, you know that is interesting. I think we might have to start doing that because I'm wondering if it dropped because if the other one has a better rating and more people like it and then they have to switch the uh the thing. Maybe. Oh no, never mind. Oh, you're talking about the newest one. Yeah, I'm talking oh, okay. about the newest thought... one because I looked up the newest one last night and it said 8.2 out of 10, and now it says 6.8. So uh, just between last night and now, it's dropped. That is interesting. Okay, so yeah, speaking of which, yeah, I was just going to say, so yeah, IMDb obviously gave it a 6.8. Uh, then we're going to dive into Rotten Tomatoes. Um, Rotten Tomatoes seem to be enjoying it. Uh, okay, they have it at 73 now. 
Yeah, last night it was like at 80 something. Yeah, it said reviews counter was 86. Uh, audience have not. Oh, yeah, that's right. They they disabled the audience thing. The audience won't be able to drop a review until the movie's actually released now after the whole bombardment of Captain Marvel. So we won't oh. be able. So unless uh, so with new movies, we won't be able to give you the uh, the thing. Yeah, it's at 73. I mean, it's that's still pretty good for yeah. this movie, I guess, you know, so 73. And then let's see what Metacritic said. On my MDB, excuse me, on the my IMDB page, it's saying sixty nine percent. Okay, they gave it a sixty two. Okay. For uh, oh, that's Metascore. I'm sorry. Yeah, Metascore. Um, but this is only based on twenty two critics. So okay, so yeah, it's sitting about about a I would say like a well, I would say probably sixty five to about a seventy percent, uh, in between that kind of thing. So, Anna, what did you like about the movie? And what did you not like about the movie? There was anything? And then, uh, I, oh, uh, what do you want to rate it? Uh, what do you want to use for rating? I was thinking of rating it with uh, Church, uh, Winston Churchill. Uh, five oh. out of five Winston Churchills. The actual president, not the cat. Yeah. Um, or masks. Prime Minister, yeah. Oh, yeah, we could do masks. I was also thinking of rocks. There's also syringes. Yeah, that's true. Oh, fuck, I forgot about that part. Uh- uh, I was so graphic. I was like, oh, fuck. Like, I was <laughs> thought I was going to be prepared for that. Like, I'm like, I know it's coming. I know it's coming. Then it happened. And then she, like, flicks it and, it, like, <laughs> opens and he falls. I'm like, oh, god damn it. <laughs> that was, like, the same thing with the semi or semi trucks. Yeah. That was the same thing with the semi truck. I knew it was coming. I knew they were building towards, like, just doing, giving you those freak out moments. And I'm like, I know it's coming. I know it's coming. I know it's coming. As soon as, bang, and I was like, fuck. Like, every time. I was also thinking of either crosses. Ooh, that's a good one. Um, or again, like the stones, because they use the or like yeah. cairn. We can just call it cairns. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, or um, we could even give it out of five Wendigos. Out of five Wendigos. Okay. Well, what do you want to go with? Um, we have a lot of options. I'm kind of leaning towards either cairns or syringes. Uh, let's go with. Uh, oh, not syringes. Uh, scalpels. I oh, that's right. The yeah, golden sorry. scalpel. So yeah, it's, scalpels. I would I would go with the golden scalpel because okay. that's uh, that's a that was. That's, yeah, a that hu- was, that's like a huge thing in the whole uh Yeah, and that's the thing. other thing that I liked is like they didn't go like with this one it it deviates from the book but in a good way. And yeah. it deviates from the movie but in a good way where it kind of gives you a different like you're expecting one thing because you've seen the they're yeah, like yeah. you've seen the old movie, right? So like we're going to go somewhere we're else. We're going to go somewhere else with it with I thought was a great idea. But uh yeah, so what what were your thoughts on this? Um I enjoyed I, I don't know if I was necessarily in the right mindset to watch it last night because I was already kind of like on edge. Mm-hmm. But with that being said, I did really, I, I will say, I did really enjoy the thing with the sister. That freaked me out. Oh. Uh, especially with like, again, the dumb waiter. Rachel. Oh, sorry, the dumb butler. Yeah, the dumb butler. Uh, <laughs> that's right. Ooh. <laughs> um, yeah, that, ugh, that, that, yeah, that was, yeah, because that's a big, that was a big part in the, like, first movie like that was freaky another thing that i just remember that i they did that was so clever mm. the thing with the medicine cabinet because you always see that trope where someone opens up the medicine cabinet and then closes it and there's someone standing behind them this time she opened up the medicine cabinet and, and that's was, where the issue yeah is. that's where the issue was that was really cool yeah the the cinematography in this was amazing i felt yeah. uh like the ideas and stuff like that i like the like just yeah, to me, I liked it. I really enjoyed this movie, like uh, a lot more than I probably thought I was going to. And I think maybe not seeing so many of the trailers, yeah, I think kind of really helped me on this. So, but yeah, um, I, the one thing that I kind of wish hadn't been ruined for me is I kind of wish I hadn't known that the daughter was going to die instead yeah. of the son. That was the one thing. 
Also, my how they set that up, like I'll put it this way: if you, if most if you people didn't win in not knowing that, yeah, like honestly, that's a pretty good trope because it sets it up where it looks like the kid's gonna get hit, gauge, yeah, gauge, and then they switch it, and you're like, oh shit, like, like kind of thing. But even when it does happen, it's still like, holy fuck, like kind yeah. of thing. Um, the issue that I had with it. It's, it's the issue that I always have whenever this happens. Too many jump scares. Mm. Too many cheap jumps. It's like cheap scares. And that, like, irritates me. Because, like, if you can do it properly, like The Conjuring or Insidious or something like that, like, if you can do it properly, it's amazing. In this movie, I feel like it was just, like, a lot of cheap jumps. And, like, again, I'm a very jumpy person, so I'm going to jump at the jump scares. Mm. And it kind of pissed me off. So, but I don't know if that's just because I just don't personally like the jump scares or if it's... But no, I I do agree with you. That's why I like that, uh, uh, going back to Annabelle, they did this great jump scare in it where you think it's going to go one way because they're setting it up for that one where something's going to come around the corner, but instead the thing comes from above and like just grabs her, pulls her up. And I was like, I honestly, no joke, I was in the theater. I was like, oh shit, I didn't see that coming. Like my apologies to everybody who had to hear that, but I was like, oh shit. Yeah. I felt like Principal Lewis when he sees the werewolf, like, like, he's like, oh, shit. (laughs) Those are the kind of jump scares that I like. Or like the or like the, like the ones that you like. It's the perfectly timed scare. Yeah, and that's it, what I'm saying. There's, like, there's this beat that people know in a horror movie where they know how to play it. Yeah, and it's like I get it if you want to play with it a little bit and be like, okay, you think it's there and then it jumps out at you. Like I'm fine with that. But the cheap jump scares of like you're watching it and truck goes by and you're like, what the fuck? Like, I'll put it this way: a really another person who did a really good job with that. Credit where credit's due. Uh, Insidious three. There's a part where this woman is yes. in this like sewer area and she finds all these suitcases. Oh, that she, was uh, the last key. That wasn't three. That was either four. Oh, or four. four. That was You're four. right. That's right. Four. Insidious. Yeah, the last key. So she's like in this like thing we talked about is um, I think it was long episodes. Ago. It actually might have been our first podcast of last year. I think maybe because um, that came out early and I remember we saw it with uh, Sarah and Matthew and then they came mm-hmm. on. We all talked about because they made that fantastic drink for it. Yeah, sorry, <laughs> I digress. Okay. Um, but they do this really great thing where this girl keeps opening suitcases and she keeps looking behind her and in front of her. And you're like, okay. And you're, and you're sitting there going like, it's going to happen. When is it going to happen? And finally you get kind of angry with it because they keep and you're going. Like, oh, come on. And you're like, come on, come on. And then finally she opens this one suitcase and the woman's in the suitcase and grabs her and pulls her in. And then everyone's like, son of a bitch. Cause it's like, we I didn't. knew that was going to happen too. Like, like she was going to get pulled into the suitcase, but I, I was like, like it was just was so well, like, which like, one is it? And you're getting like irritated. Yeah. Irritated. So, so, so that was one where they didn't do it. Like they played these beats, but they didn't do it. Like, okay, it's going to be this one. And yeah. then you're like, no, they, they prolonged this one. And then it worked so well because everybody in the theater, when it happened, we're like, Oh, come on. Like, we're all like, fuck. Like when yeah. it happened. Cause it's every, like one of those ones where you like, like get, you, you don't get pissed want, you didn't want to jump funny. at. Yeah. yeah. It was one of those ones. Like you knew it was coming and you didn't want to jump. And then it happened and everyone jumped and everyone had this, like, we're all looking over at each other. Like, fuck, we it's, all did it. Yeah. It's like, damn it. It's the angry laugh of, I should be really I, I pissed been, off right I, now, but I'm that was so angry. awesome. But, yeah. but then he also gave you that cool, like adrenaline rush that you usually get and sometimes seeing horror movies you're like oh shit like kind of thing so stuff like that i i really do enjoy um so yeah that's actually a really good example the medicine cabinet one because that was fucking good too um but yeah no i i enjoyed it um really enjoyed it actually i remember walking out going like that was fun and what i also really enjoyed about this one it wasn't long yeah um it was an hour and like 40 minutes 
Um, like definitely check it out. Like if you don't the get a chance, the pacing was really good. Yeah, Even with like all of like the stuff that was going mm-hmm. on, they had a really good pacing. Like granted, it takes like forty five minutes until the kid actually dies. But, um, but they do, good. but this is the thing, but what, when that, when church actually gets killed and they do it with him for the first time, even with church, like there was that part where the kid, like the little baby's like, you hear him like kind of well, like getting like irritated and then you go in and the cat's just in the crib and it just has like how they filmed it, just the look on it. Cause it's like. The cool part is, is they probably didn't have to do anything CGI wise. It's just the lighting. They just did this thing with the lights because I've seen it with Toby, where yeah. like he'll have the light on him and his eyes just look fucking like like Creepy demonic. Fuck. Like, yeah. and you're like, oh fuck. So it was so cool and stuff, and it's it's just it was just fun and stuff like that. So oh, that's one other thing that major 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 props to the uh, the special effects team and like the makeup artists on this because like whenever the little girl comes back from the dead her eyes her are misaligned eye, right? I was like what the when fuck I is saw, going cuz right oh. when I saw that I was like wait did she have, like I was like did she did she always look like this and I was like no I was yeah. like oh fuck like, you can that tell, was like the eyes are misaligned that was and it creepy. makes her Looks so, so I will say much this. Um, I would love for her to get an Academy Award or like a Golden Globe and stuff because her, like, she plays a little girl, da da da. But as soon as she comes back, she is fucking terrifying. Yes. Like, there's this part in the movie, and I, I always, I love seeing it, but I always hate seeing it because it freaks me out so much. And I don't know if they speed it up or people just do this, but the pretty much the last scene. Mm. of the movie they're in the 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 pet cemetery and he's like fighting her and stuff like that the dad and he has her like pinned down oh, and, and she does driving? that shaking thing like it like it looks like it's speed up but i'm not sure if it's speed up or it's like her adrenaline kicks in or whatnot but she's just like like this ah! like it just so creepy because i always that's always like in some horror movies where they you see like a creature go like does that but then they move and yeah. you're like fuck you know kind of thing so it was like her doing that but that ending i did not that's the thing did not see that coming when it happened, I was like, that was fucking cool. Like, so yeah. spoiler alerts. It's like, so she stabs the mom and she drags the mom out to the pet cemetery, the corrupted daughter, basically. So the husband's like, fuck, I got to go. He puts the kid in the car. He's like, you do not let anybody in, you know, kind of thing, you know, including and like your sister or your, your sister, or anybody kind anybody. of thing. Shuts the thing, goes to battle. And then I love the fact that the mom is, get, comes back. Like she was buried and she stabs him for the thing. And this, like, I honestly think that closing shot of them walking, no joke. Look like they're about to drop the baddest fucking album of the year. They're all like walking up and he's like holding like a gasoline because they set it like it. looks like a fucking cover of a metal album. Yeah, so he's walking up and then the he has like this huge hole in his stomach. The mom's just bleeding like she has these stab wounds, and then you have the daughter with the knife and like uh Her you know face the dirt Yeah, up. the dirty yeah. dress. And then what I love is like the cat jumps on like the car too. Like the cat's like, I'm back, motherfucker. Like, yeah. oh shit, it's about to go down. Like honestly, I would love to see a sitcom now. Of that, just them like trying to be normal, like, <laughs> like Pet Cemetery, yes. the series. Oh, it's all and like... you know who could do it is uh, the writers of What We Do in the Shadows. Oh, that'd be okay. hilarious! Oh, it'd be amazing. Anyway, but uh, and do it like a single camp, uh, camp, like make it like uh, was it um, oh, fuck, what's the show I'm thinking of? I'm th- uh, Modern Family. Yes. So like they talk to the camera, be like, yeah, but Bob's making this delicious potato salad, but I have no idea. Because I'm dead and I can't taste shit. In like, fact, anytime all I any- want is human flesh, but I can't any- eat anybody any- here because they'll be missed. Yeah. <laughs> Every time I eat something, it's just coming out the hole. So I'm like, what do I do? I put a cork in there, but that can only hold so much, you know? Yeah. I can't eat any more of your potato salad, Dave. Like, <laughs> uh, but yeah, so yeah, I enjoyed Pet Cemetery. Um, so five out of five, uh, Golden Scalpels. What would you give Pet Cemetery 2019, Anna? Two or Brad? Uh, 
uh, uh, probably four out of five. Four out of five. Yeah. Very. Cool. I I very much enjoyed it. Again, I had a problem with the cheap throw, the cheap jumps. Um, but overall, like overall, it's not. It's not my favorite movie of all time, but I definitely enjoyed it, and I would defi- definitely recommend seeing it in theaters. I feel like that experience was worth it. Yeah, it's a strong movie. Um, I give it a, uh, as well a uh, four out of five uh, golden scalpels. No, I really enjoyed this because I do remember the first one. I remember the first one just being atrocious. So I'm like, <laughs> this is definitely step up. Um, they, It's like as much as you think the movie is slow, the movie is very like not that long either. Like I, when I was like an hour and change, I'm like – shit you know kind of thing yeah. um yeah no i really enjoyed it definitely check it out because i really kind of hope more of stephen king's properties get picked up and people want to make these actual kind of movies for it yeah because as much as we got these made for television movies uh, i feel like they just fall apart at a certain point and it's just because uh, we don't they don't know what they're doing or they don't have the budget to do what they need to do because it's you know made for tv kind of thing the other thing i was thinking about is this movie actually kind of like modernizing it it held up. Oh, it very it, helped like, it. It's like you have like the cell phones and stuff like that, but it's like you have like poor reception and all this kind of stuff. Oh, another thing that we didn't even touch on the the part of like the Wendigo played in the movie. Um, oh yeah, like you actually get to see it, and it's like you see it from far away, obviously, but oh, it yeah, has like, like that creepy ass like cry. And, like, I was actually talking to you about it. It kind of irritated me a little bit because I'm, like, I actually know, like, folklore and all that kind of stuff. So I'm, like, well, technically that's not what a Wendigo does. Well, you know what? But. Oh, no, no. You know what? You want to put your money where your mouth is and start doing some creature features then. And it says, <laughs> I know everything about everything. Well, no. The only reason why I say that is because I actually researched the Wendigo no, I know. We talked podcast about that. and we talked about it. And it's actually a very interesting creature to talk about. But technically the Wendigo uh, gets created from eating human flesh. And it's just a creature that can never be fully like it's always always hungry yeah and it doesn't actually take on the flesh or or like the appearance or the body of somebody else but the way that i put it last night i said it was i essentially said it's almost like a changeling uh from celtic folklore which i believe we've talked about on this podcast before where uh essentially what would happen is the fairies would come in and switch out like the baby with one of their own babies and the baby would be colicky and crying and like always like never could really be happy. And it was like this demonic like creature thing. And the only way to do it was you had to put your baby like out in the like where on this one area with an offering to the fairies and hope that they traded your baby back for theirs because of the offering. Mm. So but I felt kind of felt like it was like a, a combination of almost like a skinwalker and a uh like a changeling or something like that. Mm. So, um, but you, but yeah, like it was a very interesting take on the, um, the Wendigo It's not entirely, um, it's not entirely accurate, like lore wise, but I still like really enjoyed it. And I thought it was really interesting to kind of have that native American, um, take on it and that native American folklore behind it. So, I mean, and I guess technically a Wendigo can do what, pretty much whatever it wants because it's supernatural. I guess, so, but apparently it can't get past a bunch of wood. Apparently. Well, if it has the right... Well, they ha- that's why they had, like, the the warnings and, like, the, the sigils to kind of keep it at bay. Oh. Oh, I so, thought that was for outsiders. It w- Well, it was a warning to outsiders, and I think it was in addition to being a warning, it was kind of like a sigil to keep it at bay, so, they, like, keep it at preserved to like this one specific part oh okay so man gotta send me to my room for 
Pretty much. It's like, you're sentenced to your room. You're like, oh, damn it. <laughs> Fine. I'm gonna I build, hate you. I'm going to build a wood fort. Fuck you. <laughs> Have my own little sour grave. Oh, yeah. So that was another thing. Oh, shit. The biggest thing that I had an issue with with this movie was uh, the fucking bee sting. Like, there is no way in hell that that girl got stung by a bee and it was not Africanized. I swear to God, if you get stung by a bee, you are getting the entire hive coming after you because it's Africanized. There's no way in hell that that bee was a European bee. Okay, I'm just going to put it this way. Anna, that happened in the very beginning of the movie. And if the woman, girl died of bees and they had to put her in the pet cemetery, like, no, everyone would be like, this fucking, what? No. I still have a problem with it. All right. <laughs> Uh, I think that's going to wrap up this episode of Not Another Bee Horror Cast. I want to thank you guys for listening, checking us out, and all the good stuff. Hopefully, you enjoyed the show as much as we do. Um, if uh, you have any bee stories, <laughs> yeah, if you have, a, yeah, we already know that. Um, uh, Brad, if uh, you have anything else you'd like to add, and no. All right. Well, I guess uh, until next week, be scaries. I was like, what do I call these people? Again? <laughs> uh, until next week, be scaries. Carpe Noctum. This has been another fine production of the 4i Radio Network. For more great shows, check out www.4iradio.com. Bees suck. I uh, would rather deal with the Wendigos than bees. Oh, uh, you went that route. I would have just uh, went with fuck bees. No, they're assholes.